Okay, guys. Hi, this is uh, John from UFO on the Level. So welcome. How Actually, how do you say your last name? It's a cool last name. It's like it's Majorowski. It's just how it looks. It's Majorowski. Yeah. Majorowski. Okay, I like. That. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Is that Polish or Russian? Yeah. Yeah, it's Polish. Well, they tell me it's Polish. I don't know if they want me to believe it's Russian or not. But there's my my family said that they they finally moved out of Poland because Russia kept taking over the part where we lived. So it was always being like, hey, we're Poland one day and now we're Russia and now we're Poland one day and we're now Russia. And finally they said, fuck it, we're out. <laughs> so they came to America. So I'm sure it was Russian at some point we were in there. But yeah, it's interesting. I tried to do genealogy and it's like I, I can't find anything because everybody was just everywhere you know, yeah. yeah everywhere for yeah, in, in, on the polish side and me thing and it was uh it yeah it's also kind of i don't know yeah yeah i'm nervous about the 20 i haven't done that yet because i was like i don't know if i, I want them i wouldn't do DNA, that right but, now like know. all things all over like everything i know like i'd be like no i'm not giving people my dna but i did it like 10 years ago like it was a pretty new company i was living in new york and i went to like froze up on me thing. there oh i did it froze on you yeah that's that's oh. crazy Yep. Um, yeah. All I heard was TED Talk thing when you were in New York. Yeah. So I was in. I was at. I was at a TED Talk event, and there was somebody who was one of the founders of the company giving a actual lecture afterwards. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it. That sounds amazing." Oh. But you know, I was like 28 or something at the <laughs> time, and I was like, "You want my spit? Here you go." Like I didn't. I think I paid like thirty dollars or something to get it done. And then, uh, yeah, so now I'm kind of going like, man, I wish I would not have done that, but whatever, I did it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, whatever, they have all, of it. it doesn't matter, they're listening to us right now, so it doesn't yeah. matter. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, it's like, yeah. like I had a friend today text me saying, um, how, is there a way to get it to where the iPhone doesn't track you? And then I was just like, <laughs> yeah um don't no. have a don't have an iphone maybe that's there's that's not a there's not it. a thing where the iphone doesn't track you that just it just tracks you i'm like yeah there's settings that you can be like oh don't record this or don't but yeah good luck there yeah so um yeah anyway but yeah okay so how so you're you're kind of fairly new to the um youtube game right like you've been doing yeah. this less than a year, but I, I love right. your subject matter. I think I've watched you. most of your videos. I think it's, um, you have really honest, great conversations with people. So what like provoked this for you? Like, why did you go, okay, I want to get into, I mean, for me, but how I found you is on UFO Twitter. And I watched the YouTube video that you did with Patricia Advent, the first one. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. And I was, yeah. And I, and I loved her and I, and I loved you guys. Your conversation was oh, great. So I reached out to actually both of you. So um, yeah, I don't know. So, so tell me, how did you get on this UFO journey? Well, you know, I was, I've been on the UFO journey my whole life actually. And, but like specifically how I got into the YouTube thing and then I got into the, you know, UFO Twitter was, um, you know, I, I think it was George Knapp. I think at one point was talking on um, coast to coast one night or something. And it was like, you know, UFO Twitter is this whole thing. And he was talking about, you know, how it's, how there's, you know, researchers out there mixed with regular people, mixed with government agents, mixed with just everybody, you know, people who say they're aliens and just all kinds of stuff. Right. So I was like, I got to get into this. I was on Twitter before, but I really didn't engage anything. You know, I was just kind of there because I do information security. So there's a lot of stuff that comes up. Um, 
you know, um, real frequent things that are happening, you know, in the infosec world, like, Hey, watch out this, you know, this, this ransomware is on the loose, you know, kind of watch out. So I kind of kept up with that, but I never really dove into it for Twitter. So when I got into it, I was like, wow, this is rad. And I was just checking out, you know, just, you know, basically just watching, you know, I wasn't really engaging a lot. And then I started adding a little bit here and there, you know, just my opinions or what I thought or, or things like that. And there's a guy that reached out to me by the name of, um, uh, James Ian Doling. And he's got a, an awesome a platform called Engaging the Phenomenon. I don't know if you've seen him at all, but he's an awesome dude. And he just was like, hey, man, he's like, you should do a YouTube channel. I'm like, <laughs> why? I'm like, just some dude, like, you know, I'm out here talking. He's like, no, I think you really got a different perspective than a lot of people, you know, being a Freemason and, and you know, some of the stuff that's going on. And he's like, you know, there's a big esoteric part that people have really even talked about and they really haven't, you know, delved into. So I was like, well... I don't know, man. He's like, well, listen, dude, just do this thing where he does ask Twitter, where basically he's just like, hey, ask Twitter. And, you know, he's like, just submit me a video, like one minute, two minutes, whatever, about this topic. And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. So I had my iPhone set up on the corner or something. And it was like the crap. If we look back now, it's like the crappiest video I ever did. And it was just like, you know, me chatting it up. And like, but James was like holding my hand literally the whole way. Like, this is, do this, man. You should do now. So I did it. It was like, you know, um, you know, pandemic was going on. I really didn't have a lot else going on. I was at working from home every day. I'm still working from home. And I'm like, well, I'm here. You know, this is kind of what I've been into my whole life. And um, honest to God, and I say this in almost every video that I've been, you know, if you've watched a couple of them, but uh, before I was really afraid that the black van would show up and just ha haul me out, like legit. I mean, growing up, like I said, I really grew up with this stuff. My dad, you know, I had a couple of big sightings when I was, uh, you know, when he was young and what actually, you know, uh, I wasn't around at the time. So it was the seventies, you know, in, in, um, sixties. And, um, you know, he was into it forever then. And then and that's how I got into it. Cause he was just like, this is real. So he was, we were always scooping up videos and doing a bunch of stuff. And, you know, he was just, you know, magazines and all the stuff he can get his hands on. So I just grew up thinking it was real, but back then legit, I mean, if you talk too much or you saw something, somebody didn't want you to see, like people would show up and take your stuff and scare you and tell you to be quiet. And I was like, man, I don't need that in my life. But I was like, fuck it. <laughs> At this point, there's so many people. I mean, UFO Twitter's out there. I mean, and, and you know, like Bob Lazar came out and he stayed in front of everybody because he's like, I don't want to go, I don't want to die. So if I just keep my face out there and I just keep doing it and, you know, I'm just a nobody in it, anyway. So I was like, all right, cool. So I just, just started to talk about it. And it's been, I met a really lot, a lot of cool people like Patricia Vaughn, amazing woman. You know, I got to meet you. Very cool too. I mean, so yeah, it's been really, really rad. So what about you? How did you get into this whole game? I mean, kind of similar. It's, it is, it is interesting that whole concept of like people who have seen UFOs sometimes have family members who have seen UFOs. Now yeah. my whole family. Um, so my mom has seen UFOs and actually all four of my grandparents have, wow. but we did, I didn't actually, I knew about it when I was little and I've had UFO experiences and I've actually had crazy, like I've had ghosts. I've had, um, that's how it started for me. It started for me as ghosts when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I had some ghost experiences when I was a kid. And again, shut it off in my mm -hmm. puberty, from puberty to like in my 20s. I was like, nah. And then all the stuff started coming back in my 30s. But um, yeah, so basically I was raised out. That's exactly of what happened to me too. I shut it off. I shut it off because I was like, I can't handle this shit. And a lady told me you can do it. And I was like, okay. And she was like a ghost like a lady who wrote an author, wrote a lot of books. And she's like, look, if you don't want to see it anymore, just turn it off. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, just, and I'm like, okay. I think for <laughs> me, I had to really grapple the fear element. Um, I had mm. like, cause I was really, uh, 
like I had, I had grandparents when I, when, uh, my, all, I lost three grandparents in one year when I was 30 years old. That was oh, eight, wow. 2012. And Ooh, I was like, uh, yeah, it sucked. It was weird though. It happened within like in, in four weeks, I lost all three of my, my grandparents. Wow, so it was wow. just like, when it rains, it pours. Right. And I had both my grandmothers like came back to me within six months of that. And like, we're talking to me in like in dream state and like physically seeing them. And then that's like really part of actually 2012 was just a crazy year for me. I saw, I saw a UFO. My mom saw a UFO. Like um, actual craft, like, like a yeah, physical like craft. For me, it was, um, I, I saw, I was outside at like 1am watering plants. I was living in New York, but I was back in, I mean, I'm from, um, or well, my mom lives in Dallas, Texas. And so like, I was, I was here in Dallas. That's where I live now. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, I don't know. I was watering plants at 1am. I know that's crazy, <laughs> but anyway, I had a friend over, my mom was out of town and she had like called me, did you water my plants? And I was like, Fuck, I'll go water your plants. So right. I'm like outside, I'm like watering her plants. And, um, and I look up and it's almost like there was a helicopter, but it would, it would disappear and appear here, like, and then disappear and appear here. It was like traveling real fast, like where it couldn't have traveled. And it was going all over like the peripheral vision of what I could see in the sky. And I didn't have my iPhone on me. So I was, and I didn't want to not look at it because I was, it would be gone by the time mm -hmm, I went mm -hmm. back. So I screamed to my friend, I was like, get my phone, get my phone. And so she takes her precious time. She gets out there. <laughs> I've got the wet water hose. And I'm like, look at this, look, look at this like UFO. And she's like, yeah. Wow. Like, really? uh, it's probably like a helicopter here, you know, and I'm trying, and then I'm like, okay, I'm trying to film it. Nothing comes out. Like it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, uh, and what was amazed me more than the UFO itself was the fact that she didn't give a shit. It's like 90% of the population is that though. They just don't give a shit. And that Patricia that, says that too a lot. She says it too. She's like, well, what the fuck is it going to do for me? That's literally a quote from Patricia Vaughn. It's like, that's beautiful. What the fuck are you going to do for me? <laughs> you know, that's a Patricia Vaughn quote. Like, it's beautiful, but you're going to fucking come down here and help me then. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's, yeah. So then I, but like, I've been, so I've been down this rabbit hole, like in all different realms. And I, you I've know, seen your videos are all over the place. You just got, you're fucking all, I mean, just all over. It's great. Yeah, I got, I got, you got hold back. I'm really into ancient archaeology. I'm right. really into um, psychic people and people who are just like, I don't want to be a channel myself, but I want to talk to these people and be like, what's your experience? Like, I'm very open-minded about everything. Like, I don't yeah. think anybody kind of knows one way or the other what's really going on. So I want to hear everybody's perspective and try to kind of see what I can piece together on the, the, the you know, the subject matter. Because like, yeah. I'm, I'm not... I mean, I've gone as far down the rabbit hole of this is a simulation mm -hmm. to like there's inner earth beings. They're not actually out of space, outer mm -hmm. space, like that. Mm -hmm. Ultra terrestrials, right? Ultra terrestrials, yeah. interdimensionals, time mm -hmm. travelers. Like, what? I mean, I don't know. So it's all, it's all of it, man. That's the fun part. When you start getting into it, for me, anyways, like, like we said, we were, you know, we were kids were as ghosts. And it's like, oh, somebody died and they're haunting the house. And it's like, well, somebody was, um, talking to me and the guy doesn't want me to say his name or anything. And he's an all right guy. He's, he's pretty cool. But like, you know, he, his deal is like, he started showing me data where like, all right, here's high paranormal, more, you know, ghost activity. And then look at the UFO data and you put it right on top of it. And it's like verbatim, like you see the any type of line chart and it's like 
parallel with it the whole entire way. And it's been like that for years, at least since the eighties or whenever they were keeping these records, you know? And I'm like, it does make a lot of sense, you know? And you see the Skinwalker Ranch stuff where it's like the whole gamut, right? It's like weird trickster stuff, you know, ghost, that paranormal, weird things, poltergeisty things, you know, craft in the sky, portals, like, like there's everything, right? So I think all of it is, um, you know, <laughs> I think it's so weird that it's segmented. And, you know, Patricia and I have talked to this in our video too. It's like, it's, there's segments within segments, you know, like she was saying, oh, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, oh, this kind of big person but not this kind and you're this kind of ufo person but not this guy and it's like man yeah it, it's it, all the same thing until we really start hanging out weird. and getting together and like it's not gonna you know happen yeah and you do have people who will be like oh i 100 percent believe in angels and ghosts but aliens you're crazy <laughs> or you know or or vice versa like i believe yeah. in aliens and ufo craft and bigfoot but angels and and like other things like you're crazy i mean right. so if there's and and i'm just kind of going like maybe some of these things are the same stuff that we're labeling different or related somehow that we don't really even know yeah you know? i uh, agree with that i and, and i think um tim mcmillan is somebody i think said this um i think tim mcmillan said this in one of his videos uh i was before the debrief debrief but maybe it wasn't but he was like he's you know he had talked to somebody who said you know the roswell crash with the craft or whatever they had in storage or whatever he said it was it, you could go and look at it and it would visually be to you whatever it it you needed it to be so if you walked in the room and you saw like a teddy bear on the on the floor like that's you know whatever hmm. but like somebody else would see a big black cube with light shooting out of it or somebody else would see a like a, a disc and it's like it would present itself to you whatever it, it you know you needed it to be for you to make sense which is See, that's crazy to me because then like what so then what are we dealing with? Are we dealing with like uh, yeah. I mean that's kind of that kind of reminds me of like that Jerry Willis guy who um went through a portal in Lake Titicaca area. It's like um not what is the name of that place? Like it's called the Gate of the Sun or something. But anyway, I think Linda Moulton Howe had him on one time talking about this. Mm -hmm. And um so he he goes through this portal and he's like in a white room with no like edges to anything it's just like white like a paper as far as you can see mm -hmm. and there's like this voice explaining to basically it's kind of like assimilation sort of theory type thing but um then the same i actually have personal friends who went to that same portal with like some sort of shamanic thing and they like they had a completely different experience that was um like they saw like some sort of weird sun god thing that like had like a whole headdress and it looked like it was melting with like liquid gold and stuff and it told them it was raw um mm. so yeah. i but they both were in the same exact spot like supposedly going through the same portal but had completely different experiences so that's yeah. i mean so to me that's how i always thought it is like you know when you saw the helicopter thing was it a helicopter or was it like oh, this chick will think we're a helicopter if we present ourselves as a helicopter. You know what I mean? Like, is, is this what it needs to be for us to, to make sense? You know, when I, um, well, that's why I think that black helicopter, you know, the black helicopter that shows up with no markings. Like, I think that's a UFO. It's yeah. Cause it's just <laughs> hiding, you know, yeah. hiding in plain sight. But then again, what the hell do I know? <laughs> okay so yeah. 
the Freemason thing. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. what were you going to say? What were you going to say before that? You, you were on a train of thought. Well, what I was thinking is like, you know, maybe there's so much disinformation and I see it more often than not. <clears throat> and, you know, just knowing a little bit about how the government works and, and um, you know, the programs and things like that. I mean, like there's the managing... voice of God, there's like blue beam and there's, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked to guys that said that they were in Iraq, actually in Afghanistan. No, was it Iraq? I think it was the first or second, it was this first or second Iraq war. I'm sorry. I got some friends that were in both, but one of them said that they had blue beam. It wasn't called blue beam, whatever it was, but it was giant scorpions. Right. And there was like a, a front of guys they were trying to go up against, but they projected like giant scorpions coming at them. And these dudes dropped all their guns and just ran. And that was it. And it was like, we didn't have to fire a shot. That, that's just the kind of how that shit works. You know, like other ones would have like Allah show up to them in the middle of the night in their camp and be like, you're going to have to drop all your guns and you're done. And everybody comes out the next day and they're like, okay, we're done. You know, like, so I got to believe that the government has the, I know they have the ability, but I got to believe they've used it, you know, in theaters yeah. like that. So what could it be? You know, I mean, that could be used everywhere all the time for any of us really. Um, but I mean, is it that, is it trying to manage the message? Is it trying to push us to, we think it's aliens when it's not, you know, I mean, I don't know. Sorry. I just went on a tangent. Yeah, no, I mean, I actually think that there's something to that. I mean, I had, um, in 2008, I was in India and I was at this place called the, it was called the Sanhana forest, but it was within Oroville and it's this experimental city where like money's not allowed, religion's not allowed, cars aren't allowed. Like you're in, it's like 50,000 really? people from all over the world. It was this guy named Adu Bindu who was kind of like the JK Rowlings of like the 1900s and he died without any heirs. So they used his money to physically build the utopia that he used to write about. Holy shit, I've never place. heard of this. Yeah, it's it's called Auraville, like your aura. Like mm -hmm. aura, um it's cool it's a little cultish it's a little weird but yeah. it, it's worth checking out anyway so i'm i'm there and i uh i had these blue light balls come in from the window like as if the window wasn't there mm. and uh they were like basketballs and then they elongated to like watermelon size two were on this side of me two were on this side of me and it also i was in i was dead asleep it was like three or four a.m in the morning and it felt like, you know, how you're, you're diving too far underneath the water and you need to like blow your nose. Yeah, and yeah. Pressure. Like it, like that physical pressure woke, woke me up. And then there was Whoa. a, my friend was in the bed. Uh, there, we had two twin beds and she was in the other twin bed. And I was like, Amy, Amy. And I was trying to wake her up because like these light balls are right by me. And then they kind of like paralyzed me to where I couldn't speak mm. and uh so i'm like sitting up on my bed like looking at them and then they start talking to me tele tele telepathically and i i they don't talk to me in english they just gave me like movies like they would mm -hmm. just project a whole bunch of information so like the order of things was weird anyway i at the at the time i had just learned about the voice of god and stuff before that happened so even then i had a hard time being like I don't know if this is like, maybe I'm a targeted individual. Like maybe like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to believe or not to believe, you know? So even my own experiences, I have to sometimes like take them with a grain of salt and be like, you know, it is possible that this stuff, even though I do believe within my own experience, it feels like it's happening. It could yeah. be manipulated to me. Oh yeah. And, you know, I always think that too, but I think there's a, 
I think there's a vast majority of people that have these experiences that just don't say anything. I mean, I think oh, yeah. you and I have the balls to say, it, you know, to be able to do it and get out there. So there's like 98% of the people that won't say it to anybody because of the stigma behind all of it. Like, I don't want to oh, think people are crazy. My sister is like, you have cognitive dissidence and you are crazy. Wow. Um, you know, like she, she's just like, yeah, like you're super. I mean, I have a ton of people in my life who are like, you know, dude, you lost your mind, but you need to get some help. Point, yeah. I'm just kind of like, well, then like you and I are going to go on different paths, man. Cause I want to talk about this stuff. I'm sick of being repressed about it all the time. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. And it's good that, that, you know, I mean, and I hate to say that, I mean, Patricia and I've talked about this too, but there isn't like a lack of women in this field completely like zero, there's zero, you know, I mean, in, in scale wise. Right. I mean, <clears throat> for every, every woman, there's a 200 basement dweller dudes out yeah. there that are just like, <laughs> You know, you for know, me, I terrible. feel like a large part of that is there seems to be like a, your story is only valid if you're a military personnel, no. a military personnel or a pilot. If the mm. pilots, and I'm a flight attendant, uh, oh. so, you know, if, if the, if the, if the, um, or that was my day, my day job. But mm. anyway, like if a pilot sees it, then it's valid, you know, or if, if a military guy talks about it, okay. Otherwise, you know, you're not, you're not credible. And I think yeah. there's that stigma needs to this needs to go away. Yeah, it does. That really because does. That's only one perspective too. And for me, I also kind of have the whole feeling of, well, I don't know, for me, I'm getting to a point where I'm more interested in like these crazy, um, experiences like the one that like the blue balls or like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the bleed blue, ball, blue balls is not a good experience i'm just as a man i'm just <laughs> <laughs> i just had to put that out there Ding. you know I just, <laughs> I just, you set that one up on the t-ball for me and i just <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry but you know okay so yeah, like, no no totally no totally because i had like the orange balls all right so what does that yeah. mean like is my yeah. your blue balls different than my orange balls i don't know i think the orange balls are the gateway drug to ufos i think people see orange balls so many and then people also... see the orange orbs so that, yeah that's, what is that like what is that yeah i don't know I don't, I don't know how many times i've heard about the orange orbs but like i have so many friends who've who've talked about that and seen that and why um, i don't know i haven't i've seen the marfa lights which mm. um texas yeah yeah in texas Big. like i saw those actually recently there definitely was some orange orbs but i haven't seen i don't think i've seen the kind of orange orbs that you guys are talking about blue ones but not orange ones. but anyway the yeah. thing is is like yeah i yeah. think that you have yeah but but uh, Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I don't know. I just, I just, I just kind of feel like, I, I don't know. People are at this point, I'm not convinced or I don't have to convince you whether or not UFOs are real or not. At right. this point, it's a choice whether or not you want to get into this. Cause there's enough evidence like for, yes. yeah. It's so if you're, if you're still, if I'm still having to like tell you about um all the different evidence then you're not really that interested mm -mm. no i mean it's, it's totally it's the choice that we could talk we go full circle back to what we were talking about earlier where you can just turn it off and i think a majority of people just turn it off because they're they're afraid the stigma there's a religion thing behind it there's their family there's all these other things people are just like you know what maybe i am kind of interested maybe i see something i can't explain you know if there wasn't two other people with me or somebody else with me i'm not going to say anything because I don't want to, I just don't even want to go there. I got bills to pay. I got a job. I got kids, you know, I get, you know, like people are just like, ah, I'm too busy with life. You know, I don't think it, and honestly, we've said this before too. I was like, I don't think anybody's really interested or cares unless something has actually happened to them, unless they physically experienced, but that's true for anything though. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, 
you know, homelessness or, you know, hunger or anything like if you haven't experienced those things, you're like, you know, how do you, you, you know, right. care about it in that's a way that's meaningful, you know what I mean? So uh, it's, it's hard for a lot of people, but it's, it's, it's interesting to, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I tell my wife, it's like, you know, this is my hobby, you know, like some people watch Dancing with the Stars, or whatever, like, this is what I like to do, you know, like, I'm not saying I believe everything I read. I'm not saying I believe everything everybody says, but you know, sometimes you can sniff out the truth from the, from the crap and, you know, you can meet cool people and, you know, make friends all over and that are kind of in the same thing. And, you know, maybe you can get to a point where you're like, Hey, through all this research, we've kind of, you know, put everything together and maybe we figured something out. And if not, at least we had a good time, whatever. You know, I've definitely <laughs> been good at discerning, like, okay, that's a missile. Do you see when it's spiraling like that? That's like mm -hmm, a missile mm -hmm, test. Like, or, mm -hmm. I, I mean, and I, I can, I can sort of get to where I can point out like what's going or be like, no, nah, I think that might actually be drones. Sorry. Yeah. But, right. Um, right. You know, okay. But what I, back to the craft, I didn't finish this point. Yeah. 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 Was, um, I feel like I'm less interested in, even though I have seen, the military like triangle oh yeah yeah or yeah. um you know like kind of like the tic-tac-toe mm -hmm, ufo mm -hmm. or whatever yeah i'm less interested in these mm, i don't know physical crafts physical, physical craft. medical yeah, art, yeah nuts and bolts feel, there's nuts and bolts yeah, yeah. The nuts and bolts of it because i feel like that is way easier to be either reverse engineering or actual government like programming or stuff versus mm -hmm. these weird light anomalies or weird visitations or weird um like crypto cryptoids or whatever mm -hmm. i don't know i like them all but i'm just saying, <laughs> i'm starting to get to a point where i'm kind of going like oh whatever tic tac yeah. boring super yeah. boring tier yeah. 3b whatever we've seen it yeah yeah <laughs> No, I get it. And, and it could be a, it could be a manipulative thing by the government too, to go, Hey, look, there's aliens when it's really, that's what they're trying to spin you off of to not pay attention to the things that are already here. Like the, like the balls, the energy, the orbs, the ultra terrestrials, the things that are real. So spin you off into a thing thinking it's all oh, little green men when it's really, you know, consciousness. I think that's what this whole thing kind of gets into. And when I got into this game, when I was a kid, obviously that, that didn't come to a part of it, but as I got older and experienced and talked to a lot of people and, you know, uh, just living life and things too, it's like, man, there's really something to do here with collective uh, consciousness or individual consciousness, you know, like as a whole where, you know, CE5 and all that thing comes into play where like you even go into that and you go into remote viewing, you know, where, you know, if that's possible, anything's possible, you know? Um, so yeah. to me, I'm like, that's, I think that's a major part of it that we as humans really don't understand the powers we possess and how, and how to even do it or control it and what's going on. You know, um, there's, there's some crazy things that you can do to, to like just simple experiments for yourself to figure out that, that that's real. So uh, uh, I recently did a, a remote viewing class and I was like, I've done one as shit. well. And I was like, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, it worked so well that I was like, shit. Mm -hmm, if, that's, mm -hmm. if that works that well, then what's really going on here? Is this, <laughs> is this a simulation? What is this? Um, no, I'm totally with you. Because like when I heard they were training army grunts, like guys that just got out of boot camp. Like, hey, we can give you this bo this book. We're going to sit you in this class for two days or whatever. And we're going to train you how to do this. And I was like, man, I know a lot of army grunts. And if these assholes can do this, right. then I can do it for sure. Right. And then that's literally what it was. I think it's like the Dame course. Uh, it made it so official. Like, here's a form you fill out and here's this thing. And it's like, it's so like you do this whole thing. It's like an yeah. army thing. Like you do this, you, you know, like. 
sure it AOL works. AOL or whatever. Yeah, know. yeah, right down here and all yeah. this stuff. And yeah. yeah, you know, so I did, I was like, okay, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe because I'm into this shit, I'm into it. So my stepdaughter is 10 and I'm like, you know, right when COVID, you know, happened and we're in lockdown, she didn't have school. I'm like, look, I went through this. This is kind of what it is. I, I, I didn't give her too much background. I'm like, just watch the video, you know, and just follow. Here's the, here's the forms. I'm going to stay out of your face. Just do it, you know? And I came back and I was like, holy shit, this kid was like right on. Like every single one of the, you know, yeah. pictures that popped up, I was like, she's way, way turned on. She's 10. She has no like, you know, like preconceived, right. just, just going to do it, you know? And she just, she did it so well. She got bored and was like, ah, I quit. She didn't even finish it. Cause it was like, eh, I can do this. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah. yeah. It's not cool. I'm gonna go back to TikTok now. Fuck this. You know, like, but it's just amazing, you know, where kids and like the seeing while blindfolded thing for kids. Have you seen any of that stuff? Yeah, that, I have a friend who does that in Mexico city. She's an extra ocular vision. Um, coach. Wow. Yeah. That's rad, huh? Yeah. That, and, and when you see some videos of that stuff, like they can read like full on books with you hand a kid, a book that's never seen before. And they're like, they have the <laughs> sensors in there. So they know they're not seeing, and they're just reading it or like mm -hmm. catching stuff you're throwing at them or colors and riding a bike. And I'm like, Holy shit, I can barely ride a bike. I can see. <laughs> uh, and I'm that, I mean, that just makes me, there's so much untapped mental abilities that we have. I really do. Like one of my things is I used to, as a kid, used to think I could control the rain and mm -hmm. I couldn't control the rain as a kid. And then puberty, it was like, eh, it stopped or whatever. And as I got older, I've just recently started to try to like get that back. And I, I actually understand how to explain how to how to visualize it for people wow. and um i am kind of starting to go okay i i used to my my mom would tell me don't tell people that nikki don't <laughs> don't tell people you can control the rain they're gonna think you're crazy and i'm yeah. like well, but I, I can and she'd be like yeah okay but don't just don't vocalize that out right loud. right yeah, don't say that um yeah but i don't know so i'm thinking like there's there's people who are like animal communicators. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've watched any documentaries about that. I mean, there's no. all kinds of stuff. But back to the consciousness thing, which is kind of super interesting. I'm going to stop you just for one second because I've seen somebody control the rain. And I didn't, I, this is the first I've actually heard somebody who knew, and I didn't believe it at first, but I had radar and I could see a group of cloud. I mean, it was a big ass thunderstorm, right? It was coming in. We were having a meeting and it was outside and this guy controlled the rain. Didn't tell us he controlled the rain until after it was done. And then I was like, holy shit. So when you go back and look at the radar, there was this tiny <laughs> hole where everything was raining around us. Right. It was, we could, so we're sitting yeah. there we could watch it just raining all around us. And I'm like, I can make it rain or I can make it not rain. I can not rain, rain in, I or I can wow. make it quit. I can make it go heavy where I am or unheavy. And then when I was a kid, I haven't been able to redo this, but when I was a kid, I could trace out where I wanted lightning to go. Whoa. But, um, I can't do that anymore. I, well, I'm, I haven't got that back. I'll just say it like that. Um, that's but, right. You have to teach me how to do that. Nikki. Okay. So like, I'll just give you a brief rundown about how mm -hmm. I, did. Mm -hmm. um, okay. You know how, when there's like a cat or dog in the room even though they can't yeah. speak english you understand there's a presence there yeah. and there's like you there you know there's some you can just like look at it and you can feel that there's that presence mm -hmm. the sky in and of itself is alive and it has a presence to it so 
you have to connect with that as if you were talking to any other entity, any other being, any other person, and just in your head, like I use, I used to use English, but you also have to use pictures and feelings. So like, for instance, if I really wanted it to rain, I would just sit down, breathe for a second. And then like, I only works when I close my eyes, but I would close my eyes and I would basically act like I'm talking to the sky around me as if it was a person. And I, sometimes I'd play games. I'll be like, I bet you can't rain, bet you can't rain tomorrow <laughs> or, you know, um, or I bet you can't stop the rain. I like, and I can get a feel for whether it's wanting to play with me or not. So I get a, a feel for its mood in a way. Wow. Yeah. And so then you can kind of, um, what you kind of, yeah, yeah, you can kind yeah. of say like, like if you like, for instance, if it's not in a playful mood, maybe you just need to express like, Hey, we really need rain right now. And this is what I, this, I, if I were the ground, this is what I would feel like if you were raining on me, if I were a leaf, this is what I would feel like if you were raining ah. on me. And if I were an animal out in the rain, this is like the relief I would get from having that on me. And I even will envision it like getting on my skin and seeping in my skin and like expressing to it how grateful I would be if it was touching me this is all done like by giving it a visual movie mm -hmm, instead mm -hmm. of saying I don't know if it works I mean it works for me it's like I, I don't know no one taught me how to do this or anything it's just something they did as a kid but it's worth trying for people you just you just act like the sky and the clouds themselves are beings and talk to it in pictures in your head about like what you want to happen and it'll happen yeah. And that, <laughs> that is crazy. And I, I, I don't mean crazy, but it's spot on for a thing where, I mean, I, I DJed for a long time in nightclubs and stuff like that. And, um, so when I, it was like 2001 and I moved back home, um, to hang out, it was just family was going through some stuff, you know? And, uh, so I came out to hang, help out on the farm, right? Came back home. So I started DJing and hanging out, but there's literally nobody where I grew up, right? Like the middle of cornfield, like Northwest Ohio, right? So we're hanging out, campfire one night, met a couple of my buddies, and we're just sitting out and we hear this dirt bike in the distance. And I'm like, and you know, maybe we were a little drunk or high or both. <laughs> so, so I'm like, shit, it's the cops. And my buddy looks at me, yeah, asshole, the cops are on dirt bikes. And then we just started busting out laughing, right? And I was making a mix CD at the time and I couldn't think of a name of it. So I was like, that's it. I'm going to name the CD cops on dirt bikes because that's fucking hilarious because you don't think of that, right? Yeah. Like no shit. I like, you know, it was back in the day, right? So I like printed labels with a cop, you know, just it just called cops on dirt bikes, not a picture, just whatever. Gave it out to my friends, whatever. Two weeks later, after I did that, I'm driving to work. Guy pulls out in front of me real quick on a dirt bike full uniform police officer <laughs> <laughs> like just full-on cop and i'm like manifesting not, that one yeah i'm like fuck <laughs> that just happened right at that point i'm like anything can happen now if you just think about it hard enough and you care about it and you put some emotion behind it shit anything can happen yeah literally yeah, i think i've told that story a couple of times but uh, not on camera but so that's funny but that's that literally happened man and i'm like well you can do anything then same thing exactly make it happen but people just have, people are just a bit like pushed down or not pushed down, but they're taught that to believe in some type of higher power or some type of authority figure that's going to save them or tell them what to do. But I think we really just got to get to the point where we as humans need to like elevate ourselves. We're like, I can do all this. Yeah. Like the personal sovereignty element. Yeah. I, I yeah. definitely feel like we, and I, that, that's kind of interesting to talk about like the, well, who is doing that to us or not. Like, I, I don't know how you feel about psychedelics or what you've done. With yeah, that. no. Totally. Yeah. I think that's a gateway. Yeah. I, I, I've had a, a 
two ego deaths now. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I would say that they were the most valuable experiences of my life. Um, just because, Me too. Yeah. I, I, okay. So you've had, you've had uh, some. Yeah. 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 And, um, and that, that gets you, it grounds you back to where you the oneness, I think is what it did for me. It was like, exactly. yeah, it's like, Hey, everything's connected. This blade of grass, this guy over here, that's being an idiot still. And, you know, and everybody you love and the stars above you, everything is all the same. And it's like well, one vibrational monad vibe. concept that you talked yeah. about with. Yeah. Um, I actually hadn't, I had never read of it, read it like that. I just experienced that same thing where I basically was back with the energy source of whatever. Um, and I didn't like to say God, cause I felt like God is a personification and I felt like heaven is a place. And I felt, you know, like a lot of yeah. these, these words kind of like put it into a noun, mm-hmm. whereas um, it was different than that. From my experience, it felt like it was just like whatever the energy that ignites us all. It, mm-hmm. it was that electricity in a way. And I was back in that and I didn't know I was a human. I didn't mm-hmm. know I was Nikki. I didn't know I was a girl. I didn't know anything, but I experienced the oneness again. And then that made me have so much more compassion when I came back. Cause I was yeah. like, Oh shit, man. Like you can hate the tyrants all you mm-hmm. want, but they're an aspect of something that has got the same electricity in it that you do. Right. And so is the ant that you just stepped on an accident yep. and, the, and the rocks and the, and the spider that you fucking hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it's all there and, and it really doesn't, you know, it's like near the near death experiences. And then I think that, you know, um, psychedelic experience is kind of uh, really good correlators to the, to the same kind of thing in my mind. Because you, I mean, the, the experiencers of the, each one of those things have the same message in a way. If you think about it like that, like somebody had a near death experience, kind of go back to the oneness, you know, everything comes into picture. Same thing from, you know, ego death or, or psychedelic experiences, you know, um, in a lot of, um, and I'm trying to say this without getting into trouble. <laughs> so a lot of esoteric, um, uh, yes, teachings or esoteric, um, ceremonies, degrees, things like that. There's a aspect, if you go back to the the mystery schools, the Egyptian mystery schools, or any of you research any of those or any of the, you know, um, secret studies where, um, you know, Pythagoras, and if you go back even farther and any of those, you know, you, you want to say calls, but they're, you know, whatever they were, uh, ancient right. colleges, secret mystery schools, right? I think that's where I was going, mystery schools. They, um, you know, it was long, hard, put where you physically, mentally, emotionally went through this whole entire gamut to get to a spot where it broke you down. You know, psychedelics were even used in a lot of those as well. It broke you down to like your bare minimum of, of your existence as a human to realize, Hey, there's a lot more than this, than you're experiencing in your day-to-day life or your, what you perceive to be your day-to-day life or, or how you perceive everything to work and then build you back up. And then, Oh, here's a whole bunch of knowledge that you need to know too at the same time. So it's like, here's a void and we're going to fill it, but you're doing it anyway, because you're a part of it. I'm paraphrasing a lot because I can't say a lot about it, but I'm just trying to give you a, you know, a, a, a yeah. thousand foot view of kind of what that is, but it teaches you to experience life in a different way than you already have your, your entire life, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading the Emerald tablets right now. And I'm, I'm really interested in, um, I, uh, like I've started just looking into more like the hermetics, hermetica and, and, um, I, you know, I, I just feel like we have this 
such an arrogant view that um, we're the smartest we've ever been right now. <laughs> you know, and yeah, no, uh, we're not. <laughs> that's that's not especially um, especially when you get into there was definitely an advanced culture on this planet that was wiped out either from every 12,000 years, every yeah. 12,000 years, actually, that happened. Yeah. Well, and you know, like the young Adrias was the last big one that took it out. And that's like, that's one of my big obsessions. Like the first time I went to Saxe woman in Peru, I touched my hands on some of the stones and I was like, what the hell? Like we did not build this. Like, I'm sorry, but Incans, Incas people did not build like something like what is like, why don't, why didn't I learn about this in school? What is this place again? Like, where are we? What's going on? And then that just like kind of flipped my world where I was just like, okay, I knew just looking at the stones in person, no one had to say anything to me because I had never researched it before. I went there on a whim, like I was on a wow. yoga trip. And then I was like, <laughs> I was going like, okay, guys, this is not okay. This is not okay. Like, this is something that I should have known about my whole life. Like, what? let's talk about this butter melting stones that are bigger than cars put together. And then um, anyway, so then that like put me down the whole rabbit hole of that, which is actually, that's one of my favorite subjects. I love that stuff. But um, no, like, that's that's I got into this, too. And, and like, I, um, I don't know if you are um, suspiciousobservers.com if you're. Or, or, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's a huge, you know, um, Ben Davidson, Dr. Ben Davidson's genius. You know, he's put together some stuff that, you know, I don't think anybody has on the planet. I mean, I've been following him for about 15 years now, just, you know, just on and off. And, you know, for the past, I don't know, five, I've been really involved in when the CIA started releasing documents, they've been hiding and, you know, Ben put it all together with the research they've done from the Apollo missions where they found rocks that, you know, correlate to all the stuff that's been happening on the planet. And then they, yeah. you know, it's just like, Hey, there's going to be a micronova soon and the earth's going to go like this for a little bit. And then it's going to go back and about 25% of the planet's going to live. And that's what happens about every 12,000. Well, that's actually so. what those blue balls told me that, that the really in 2018, they told me that we were going to have a pole reversal mm. and that they could hold it back for up to they were Okay. So they were saying that they could hold it back for up to 25 years but that they needed certain people to raise their vibration enough to that, so that they could see them. It wasn't personal. It was that they can't, if you're in a low enough vibration or whatever that means. You can't pick that, it up. Right. They, yeah. yeah. They can't see you to help you. So wow. it was, it was about that basically. And I was like, all right, sounds a little. And then afterwards I was like, oh, this sounds a little Corey good stuff, but that was actually something that happened to me. Like that, those things that came and talked to me, but then I started looking into pole reversals and all that. Like that wasn't on my radar before that. And um, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. It's not, it's, that's on nobody's radar, by the way. Nobody gives a shit about that. I tell people they're like, oh, that's, yeah. that's huge. I mean, I've also recently talked to this like die that was his die hold foundation. He's also big into the, like the Adam and Eve thing document from. The yeah. CIA. Yeah. 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 Um, where they released, that was the, the hidden one. And yeah. And the yeah. CIA actually went out. I can't remember the guy's name. I thought it was Hapgood who was a CIA agent and he went out and that basically every, Every academic, uh, modern science, you know, pinnacle of, of geology and everything else or whatever, astronomy, astrology, whatever is built on Hapgood's theory. And Einstein wrote the, the preview to Hapgood's books. Everybody thinks that Hapgood, you know, is basically the same thing. But Hapgood was basically just trying to steer everybody away from the truth. And that was going on for the past 50 years or 60 years or whatever. And it's like, man, those fuckers. But 
Maybe they yeah. are building bunkers underground to protect I say, us all. Like, I, I mean, I, I was, I mean, I know. Not like, us. I mean, we're not going to be in no, there. But the, the military is totally yeah. building stuff underground. Then yeah. sometimes I'm like, do I actually need to become like a crazy prepper and like build an underground thing? But I, I you know, know, you wouldn't, what you wouldn't last. And like the way it looks like from the geological record, like I used to be a geology major way back when. And yeah. it, the Milankovitch cycles are very much like, they go okay so basically they look in the pacific ocean where the iron filings of the lava um like melts instantly when it hits the water okay so whenever um whenever it freezes the 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 poles of the iron filings are facing towards the magnetic north Mm -hmm. okay so when they look through geologic record it's like a it's like a castle top where it's like they're facing south they're facing north they're facing mm-hmm. south they're facing north it's not like a sine wave like where it gradually happens like whatever it's happens like it's happening like boom, not happening boom, boom boom so yeah and i definitely think when you look around like if you look at terra preta you look at um you know all like the engineered soil that's found mm-hmm. all over the world that's like we can't recreate today and it's way more nutritious and you don't have to put fertilizer and all that there was totally advanced civilizations that were just boom wiped out in a second and i don't know so we're not gonna make it but ben ben says if we just got to float and i'm like i don't to float to where to be able to go back to like using a bow and arrow and making like i don't know if i want to hang out (laughs) i know right that's another thing like when people talk about zombie apocalypses i'm like i don't want to live with a bunch of zombie i don't know i'm not gonna like get my sword out and go I, i don't know but that's interesting that the, the blue things told you that this was coming, they could hold it off. My, one of my things was like along that line too, was thinking like they're here to help. And what, and this is just my shitty theory that I've come up with. One of many, by the way, is that maybe this disclosure thing is partially being pushed by the government faster now is because they're holding off has stopped or they know it's coming and it's going to happen in a certain amount of time. And there's some of these things, whether they're here or from out there or whatever, they're going to show up to help us. And they always do. They always show up to help us, you know, humanity, right? Say, Hey, we're going yeah, to help. So they, they told me that it here, finish your thought. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Well, so they told me I'm of the builder race. That's what they told me. I don't know. I don't know that I am. I'm just telling you what they told me. So they yeah. are of the builder race. They use those specific words mm-hmm. and they were like, um, they're, they called me a pacifier at the time. And they were saying that when I'm activated, there's millions of me's, there's millions of people like me that um, will like, like our, our energy center becomes like a beacon and we like calm the population around us. And then they are allowed to kind of see us and they'll be able to take us off planet for four years. They were very specific about that because the atmosphere won't be able to be breathable within those wow. four years. Okay. And then when the waters recede and when it's okay, they drop us back off. And I was just like, okay, some people are not going to be cool with hanging out on shit. Like they can almost put us in a stasis state. We're just sleeping on a ship. <laughs> You're sleeping on a seat for four years. And yeah. I don't know. They could be crazy. I'm just telling you what they told me. I don't know. Um, or what they showed me more or less. I would yeah. say was like totally, but I remember thinking like, uh hmm okay that's interesting but then i don't like the concept of okay you just like wait around chill wait for something to save you i don't like that concept yeah right no yeah i get that too um 
That's really interesting to me. I was I, I was think, I've been thinking along these lines that they're trying to tell everybody that this shit's going to happen because if things start showing up in the sky, and if they're you know, just go with what they told you, and they're here to pick you up, and all of a sudden you're you and I are hanging out, and <laughs> there you go, right? And then you know, fourteen other people, and I'm like, well, why am I still sitting here? What the hell's going on? You know, maybe they're trying to either raise the vibration, which I don't think they are because of everything that's going on, on the planet. It seems like it's the opposite. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like it's being lowered, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, way drop. But, you know, like either they're trying to do that or they're trying to prepare us for, hey, this is going to happen, you know, and it's, it's you know, don't worry about it. It's, it's going to happen. We kind of know what's going on. But We've had it figured out, you know. What kind of bothers me about this, or actually this is where I'm starting to think about now is that, like, I really actually do think there is inner earth. Like, I... I at first of all, I thought it was just like a cool concept. I was like, whatever. I actually went and visited a, a portal in Colombia uh, back in March of 2020, and I don't know, man. I saw a unicorn, so I'm saying something was real. Something was going on there. Like I don't know what exactly. I, I saw one of your videos where you're like, uh, I don't know if this is there or not. It was a really arid looking. It was a desert kind of looking where you, you said something was there for a second and then it wasn't. It looked like a city. Oh, that or... was about Chaco Canyon. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, which also, I think that that is a, I mean, those people, that's, that's another whole topic that we could discuss as well. But um, anyway, the one, the one I went to in Colombia was this shaman guy had been there a couple of times. Cause he took this, he took this monk from Tibet there who begged him to go there. They went to this place. It's called Manoa. It's very, no one knows of it. It's like in the middle of the Amazon jungle, it's super secluded it was we like we had to go on donkeys or like mules on like through rivers like that went up to our waist i mean it was like not easy to get there there was no hotel like we were sleeping outside in tents there was no toilet like we were you know there was holes in the ground it was yeah. crazy it was like super super remote anyway so the story is that um the shaman guy when he was younger in his 30s he took this like this monk guy there because the guy was being invited to come goes there the guy disappears and they can't find him the the shaman feels like super responsible because he was part of his group you know so he goes back the next day follows the guy's footprints walks behind this tree there's there's the doorway and it's got these mechanical like metal looking guard things and then this woman who's like a a, a 12 or a 10 foot I don't know, 10, 12 foot giant with blue skin walks out, introduces herself as Consuela. It's actually a cool book, it's only in Spanish. But anyway, so she invites him in. She like, he stays for four hours, but it was really like 21 days he was gone. Like his son and all the other people back at the camp thought he was gone missing too. They were freaking out. It was, you know, it's a big deal. But anyway, he's in there and she's explaining to him that they're part of, they were part of the Atlantis um, mm. civilization and that during the last deluge, this is one of the breakaway cities that, and that she said, there's like, there's some all over the world, not that many, but you know, there's some all over the world that still survived. And then they, they, um, but she said to him or his story is that it was a fight, a, a nuclear war between Lumerians and Atlanteans. And that's what destroyed the earth. And the, but there are breakaway civilizations that live under the ground and have like these, these portals that you can go in and out of and they still exist. But, um, but she told him that we're the fifth age of man and that there's two more to come. 
and that our our time's almost done and that they've that that the 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 sixth the sixth race is being prepared and they'll be half the size of us they'll be like three feet tall i don't know it's so crazy so we, were we were we bigger than before then were we oh yeah she she said lumerians and so she said the first two races were etheric they were like um like they were the dust. dragons and yeah like kind of like ghosts mystic mm -hmm. mist stuff um but she says that's where the legend of all of your fairies and your dragons and all that stuff comes from and more they were like lord of the rings but more magical and mystical <clears throat> mm -hmm. then she said the second or the third race was the lumerians and then the fourth race was the atlanteans and then human homo sapiens sapiens is the fifth race and um yeah but i'm like well who who's building these races like who's yeah building, you know like well that's a whole other question but she didn't answer for him amun ra right amun, amun ra yeah right yeah, amun ra i mean i, don't I know. I don't know. I mean, like the the Atlantean the Atlantean theory holds true. I think. I mean, if if you think about it in the terms of the Micronova pull shift, you know, which quick. I mean, if you do that, pieces of land that w aren't submerged will be you know pushed up to the surface and vice versa, right? So there's all these right. different different things. So if you're just hanging out on a piece of rock that you've hanged up, you know, and if it is Atlantis, I mean. It could be New York, you're underwater real quick, right? Or vice versa. Then there's a you know body of mass of land that's in the middle of this ocean that's never been there before. And, you know, I mean, I, to me, it makes sense. And, and then like, you know, if people survive, if they float, yeah, they're going to float, right? So I've, I've read a different lot of uh, things that if it, if it, if I'm getting this right, if it's in the Atlantic, if it was in the Atlantic, then the coast of Northern Africa and all the way up Spain and Ireland and all those things have people that are descendants from Atlantis. And one of the things that they say that those people have are, is the um, negative blood type, which they still can't explain. So if you look at the coast, I mean, if you literally look at the coast of everything outside of the Atlantic, just the very coast from, uh, you know, Ireland, Scotland, and all the way down to the tip of North Africa and all the way back up, there's blonde hair, blue eyed people, basically, um, you know, maybe there's a mixture of that, but the majority of them have a negative blood type. And that's unfathomable when you think about it in terms of that. Like, so if a bunch of people had an, were on an island that sunk and they were all, you know, Reese's negative and they floated to the nearest piece of land and they stayed there right. and then they had, you know, families and civilizations, that would make sense, right? Yeah. And, you know, that was supposedly... 12,000 years ago. So, or well, younger, uh, 11,900 years ago. I mean, like that's a, that's a, that's a long time for like verbal memory, not, not a lot of written records, right. like a lot. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm convinced that there was a lost civilization for sure. Yeah. Or multiples. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Multiple ones. Yeah, for sure. So maybe for me, I'm starting to think, especially when you think of all the, um, ufos that come in and out of the water of the ocean yeah. i'm starting to think like maybe they didn't all completely die maybe they are breakaway underneath the ground maybe they have bases underneath the ocean maybe they they i don't know. that's the other the other concept is like if you if you were going to build a home you would live inside the home not on top of the home and if you think of earth as the home like it would be with asteroid solar flares like whatever i mean like the carrington event happened in the 1800s like if that happened mm -hmm. today our satellites would be fucked so yeah. i mean it's just one of those things where you think we act like this is this super stable planet that's been 
that's, that's always the same temperature, has the same seasons, <laughs> like has the same land masses. Like, no, it's mm. that's not the case. We should be living inside of our home instead of on top of our home for, you know, safety, safety. reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it? What's the name of the big thing that's in Texas? Oh, I can't remember the name of the wall. That's, oh, it's like a big deal, but it was, everybody tried to say it wasn't man-made. but. Wall. Yeah, which is like, explain that. <laughs> it's like a giant wall. It was like basically handmade by laying brick, you know, stone and mortar in between. And it's, I don't know how old it is, but it's ridiculously old. Yeah. And and it, I, mean, and it, I it, just found out about that. And that's like in my Metroplex. So I could totally go see it. And um, it's, I've, I tried to contact everybody who was associated with it it's like crickets. And then also, it's also a thing where the city doesn't want them to build to, uh, to dig it up because there's a city on top of it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that could change the American history. Like that's beyond Native Americans. Like that's like something crazy. And yeah, real way crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's, there's so much history and stuff built, built around this. We don't even know. I think we're waking up. I think that's part of this whole thing. I think we're, we're starting to wake up. I think people are starting to figure it out. I think people are like me and you were, you know, not afraid to talk about it. I mean, I think we're the pioneers. I mean, well, there's pioneers before us in the forties, fifties, sixties and, you know, and, and up now, but we know we're kind of laying the foundation for the next generation to be not so afraid of, but I really don't think they are. I think people don't really give a shit. Like your friend was just texting when things are going on or people don't want to know, or people know, and they just like, eh, you know, there's that whole gamut of everybody like, you know, the people like, so this portal thing, tell me about this portal thing. You went to this thing on the donkey. I'm sorry, we didn't get there, but you went to this donkey. You got there. This, So did you, you went to the portal What? and you saw a fucking so, unicorn? What happened? Yeah. Like the day before we were supposed to do our trek in to see the portal, like it was, um, there was no psychedelics involved. This was just, just so like I ate quinoa and some river water. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Maybe it was river water. Um, uh, me and these other two dudes were walking back to our camp, which was a little bit far away from the farmhouse that we were eating at. And it's, yeah, you know, it's like, it's dark, but it's maybe there's moonlight or something. It's enough to where I can see stuff. Anyway, I'm, an, I'm like in the back of the line and I feel like a, a push on my thing. And it's like, and I look over and there's a horse with a horn. And it wasn't like, you know, like unicorn pictures are always like these spirally horns. It was just like a solid, like a kind of like how cow horns are just like one piece. It was like yeah. a solid straight horn coming out of like where its third eye would be. And it was a milk white horse. And I'm, you know, the other two boys, they stopped, like the three of us are stopping, like looking at it. And I'm going like, I don't really know what to say. I'm just looking at a unicorn, right? And so um, one of them goes, that horse has a horn. And I was like, yeah. And the other one goes, okay, I'm just gonna say it, you guys, it's a unicorn. I think we're looking at a unicorn. And I was like, it is a horse with a horn. So, and it was friendly. I mean, it bumped yeah, you it like, friendly. hey, how's it going? And then the other guy was like, why did it touch you? And I was like, I don't know. And so we watched it for like 10 minutes, like just eating grass and slowly walking off until it was just like, okay, well, I guess let's go back to our camp. And wow. then the same, that same evening, I saw these weird little blue lights in the distance and I thought it was somebody coming up with a headlamp, but nobody ever came up. And I thought, huh, that's weird. And in the morning, one of the guys said that a fairy, he said it was about a foot tall, like this a blue fairy that was lit up, came into his tent 
he said it had rat eyes like its eyes looked like a rat um wow. and it was he's like it was like a female figure and it was like a like a idealized female like figure with wings flew into there looked at him but it had like a rat face kind of thing and then it flew out and he was he was older he was a photographer um he actually just did a documentary about our whole trip i have i need to check it out i haven't looked at it yet um anyway he he was like uh guys i have to tell you something this thing this came thing into happened. my tent like I, I he's he was he was not into this was like a guy who just wanted to come to try ayahuasca for the first time <laughs> he was not he wasn't into the, he didn't know anything about like this portal thing like i knew about the portal which is why i went right um anyway long story short um the guy who was one of the guys who was organizing the trip was he was super low vibe i don't know how else to say it like he was psychologically kind of messed up and i knew they weren't going to let us in because of him i was no. like we're not going to get in because this dude's like um like you know i don't know how to explain it like he was he named himself dragon love and i don't even know what his real name was and he walked around without a shirt on all the time and like he's talked like he was he was like psychologically not all there like he was he was talking to things that weren't there all the time or wow. maybe they were for him i don't really know but he was super like i felt like the hair on my arms would stand up when yeah. I was around him. I was like, ugh, I don't know. And um, anyway, so we were on our way up to the portal, and one of the guys that I saw the unicorn with um, fainted, and he like had heat stroke, and so we had to we had to go back, and so I, I never got never got to go to the um, to the actual portal. Wow. So you think if you would have got there, you would have been in? Is it like? I already had the feeling that I wasn't going to go because of him, but I actually knew it wasn't, it won't be my last time there. Like, and I think I probably, I, 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 I've, I've seen, I've, I've had some talking with these crazy things in my dreams. Like, I know I'll go back one day. Wow. That's rad. That's cool. I think they're everywhere. I really do. I mean, people talk about Lume. Uh, what is that one? Mount Shasta. Yeah, it's a big one. Those guys do CE5 up there all the time, right? There's a guy, I can't remember what that is, but they have like a constant thing where they're always doing CE5 up by Mount yeah. Shasta and there's something coming in and out. I mean, with like mountains and volcanoes and like all those natural earth things. But I mean, I think you would have told me this three years ago, I would have been like, dude, you are on some crazy crack. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're into, but uh, like, yeah, take so, go sell that someplace else. Yeah. Um, you know, at now I'm just kind of going like, well, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, anything's possible, but the same thing is, is like we were talking earlier. I mean, if you really want to believe it, if you want to see a cop on a dirt bike, you're going to see one, you know, <laughs> if you want us to have a portal pop up, it's going to pop up. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, you could probably do that in your backyard. You can make the portal happen in your backyard if you believe in it and you have, you know, enough whatever behind it. I really do. I think you can do that. And I think if there's more people that believe the same thing or feel the same way, it just amplifies it. It's just going, you know, it's raising the vibration up to be. So, so how did you, um, maybe I'm crazy. No, I don't think, I think you're, I think you're spot on. I do. So how did you get into the whole, um, first of all, what's a Rosicrucian? A Rosicrucian? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, um, it's it's been a different it's been different throughout history, I guess. Wasn't um, he like a Russian prophet that was friends with the czar? I think you're thinking of um, Rasputin. Oh, okay. I think that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Rasputin. <laughs> yeah, he was a little fucking crazy. Oh, 
Now, Rosicrucianism is um, um, just Jeffrey Mishlove just had a lady on uh, who did a really good overview, a historical overview of it. But um, I am um, a member of the um, SRICF, which is um, the Masonic um, Order of Rosicrucianism. And um, so you have to be a, you have to be a Freemason. Okay, so they're linked. You have, yeah. Yeah, there's other Rosicrucian bodies that are just by themselves that are just you know anybody can join you could be anybody and just you know showing up and join and um i'm i'm i am a um member of the sricf which is the masonic uh version of rosicrucianism where it's it's christian based um and i think it started late 1800s uh possibly before then but um it's basically the esoteric side of masonry and uh the, basically the hermetic principles the you know and, of the ancient mysteries and, and things like that right mm-hmm. and it's it's basically it's it's a college right we call it a college um there's colleges in each state there's colleges in each continent i think i want to believe i think there's i could be wrong on this i think there's only about 2400 of us on the planet something like that give or take um i didn't know it was real until i was asked to join believe it or not um and I was like, it's real. And yeah, <laughs> so it is real. Um, so it was, it's been an amazing experience. Actually, this past Saturday, I became a seventh degree Rosicrucian, which is, is it, is it the 30, there's 33 degrees of each of these things? No, 30, the 33rd degree is uh, that's Scottish, Scottish right masonry, which is, uh, so there's three degrees in masonry. So you get three degrees, you get um, master mason and what, what everybody says is that you, there is no degree higher than a master mason. So throughout a time, you know, the master mason was the highest degree. That's the third degree. But throughout the years, there's different branches. There's the York Rite of Masonry and there's the Scottish Rite of Masonry. The York Rite is Christian, which goes through a bunch of degrees and goes up in that to the, the pinnacle of that is the Knights Templar. So if you were the Knights Templar, mm-hmm. you know, on the, the Holy Grail, you know, things like that. The Scottish Rite was a little bit after that. And it's, um, that goes all the way up to 33 degrees. And that's um, a different branch of masonry that goes up to the higher um, I'm also a Shriner. I think, you know, the Shriners are the funny hats, you know, the guys drive little cars, things like that. Right. Uh, have all the hospitals that, um, there's 13 hospitals in the U S and I think are there's those the Scottish right hospitals or are they, or... well, actually to be, uh, and I think they just changed this law a couple of years ago, but law or edict or whatever, but I think you had to be a Scottish right Mason to become a Shriner. I don't think that's the case now. I could be wrong. I might be wrong on that, but um, yeah. So you have to be a Scottish Rite Mason and become a Shriner. The deal with the Shriners is the guys were um, Scottish Rite Masons and they were having fun. And in, in Masonry, um, you know, obviously you can't tell secrets, right? And so you can't drink and lodge, right? So you, you don't want to get drunk and just start telling secrets. You don't want to go to the bar and just get hammered and start, hey, everybody, guess what's going on? Right. But there was a bunch of guys that were Freemasons that were friends. They're like, hey, we like to have fun. Let's hang out. So they were just hanging out and they kind of like just hanging out outside a lodge and having fun. And there was a bunch of guys doing it after a while. And they're like, well, let's do something to help somebody. So what they did is they're like, well, what are we going to do? Like, let's help kids. So they started donating money. They started going, well, what are we going to do? Let's build hospitals. So they built, started building hospitals. A lot of guys that would die that didn't have families, a lot of people or or kids or whatever, just donate their estates, donate everything they had to to um, to the shrine. And the shrine was basically, like I said, there's just guys that like to drink, have fun, you know, do fun things, but you know, they're Masons, so they had all the same values, but they wanted to help. So they started building hospitals all over the U S and like I said, there's two in Canada and, and I think two in Mexico now, but anytime a kid is born from the time the, the baby's born until he's 18, you walk into any Shriners hospital and everything's paid for it. 
You have to pay for anything at all. And they're the best burn units, best bone doctors and experimental research on the planet. So that that's going on. And it was just, it just grew out of a bunch of guys who were having fun and, and wanted to help kids. So they're, I mean, they've done some amazing science throughout the years and it's great because all the donations that are going on and, and there's a endowment that happens. So it pays for, you know, everything all these years. And that's just really, really cool. So when I got into it, I was like, this is amazing. This is awesome. You know, we're helping these kids out kids that, you know, would never have a chance before to be able to walk, you know, uh, can walk now. And so it's awesome to be able to just contribute a little tiny bit of my life to that, to help kids out like that, you know? So, um, there's a huge, huge thing with Freemasonry and, um, you know, betterment of man, you know, and betterment of, of the planet society as a whole, everything. Um, so when you get to that, these higher degrees, like I said, I, I didn't even think it was the 33rd degree is something that they'd bestow upon you. You can't even talk about it. You can't say, I want to be a 33rd because then you'll never be one. It's one of those things where like, Hey, you know, you've dedicated your life. You've done all these cool things for masonry. You know, we're going to bestow this on you. And that's like a great honor. Um, and this Rosicrucian thing, like I said, I didn't believe it was real <laughs> until they asked me and I was like, this is awesome. So I've really done, we do a lot of research as a college, write papers. We do lectures. We do, you know, we study, we have all these things, esoteric tech, you know, and any of these things, but has to do with you know, hermeticism, astrology, um, astronomy, like, uh, the several liberal arts and sciences, you know, that you can think so of. So it is and, like a, like you're becoming like, it's like an alchemist, like a mystery school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, my <laughs> gender prevents me, right? Like girls aren't allowed in it, right? Uh, yeah, it's such a tough, t- yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a touchy subject, right? It is, it is. But there, there are... Um, you know the 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 Grand Lodge of England ha- <clears throat> has a couple decrees where they there there are some uh, Masonic lodges that are often are female. Mm-hmm. In America, there's a a thing called the Eastern Star, which is the the female version of the Masonic Order, where it, it follows the same kind of line, right? There's things called Job's Daughters, which is the daughters of Freemasons, and and Demolay, which is the sons of Freemasons, and you know there's there's things like that. But yeah, you're right. Um, and it is kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Um, because the one of the, the, um, the requirements are you have to believe in a higher power, right? That's one thing, right? So you can't be an atheist. You have to believe something's out there. Um, you um, have to be a man, freeborn, of good rapport, and well recommended. It's kind of one of those things. So, yeah, that. And I'm yeah, sorry, I don't know why. Me. I'm uh, sorry, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I don't know why. But I do. I mean, through all of my research and 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 everything, uh, I don't know. I hate to say this, and I'm not talking shit about our fraternity, and I'm not talking shit about religion. But maybe I am talking shit about religion. But I think that there was a time that there was a concerned effort by man, and I'm saying man, men as, as a gender that said women really can control us <laughs> a, a lot. Like they have way more control out of us than we can fucking even handle. So what are we going to do to figure this out? Well, let's let them not be part of a religion and let's not, not let know the mysteries, right? W- wait a minute. They told us all the mysteries. Wait a minute. They are a religion. Oh yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we can't handle it, you know? And, and that's my personal belief is that we were just like, fuck, we can't handle this shit. These chicks are, they can do anything they want. Um, we can't deal with it. And that's, like I said, that's just my personal belief from everything I've learned. It's just like women you know, have a stronger I, power than men do. And we're like, ah, we can't handle it. We got to control you. 
I've had that. I've heard this concept of um, almost like within the within the within the the uh, pole shifting kind of thing. There's like um, there's like feminine ages and there's masculine ages. There's feminine ages and they're masculine. Like I mean, a lot of people say Lumerian was a and even at uh, well, like a lot of times they say that era was a feminine age. Like mm -hmm. you know, like you know. Um, so I don't know, like who knows, but I mean, I'm sure there's other, there's other mystery schools that, you know, uh, I don't know. Like I have, I have a, I have a hard time sometimes thinking about the concept of, I go back and forth. Part of me is like, I, there's a part of me that doesn't believe that everybody should know everything because they're not responsible with some stuff. I agree. And, you know, like they're just like, if we all knew how to make bombs, imagine like, you know, that kind of thing. But at the same time, another part of me is, doesn't like the concept of being, having information closed off to, to other people because, yeah. of, you know, so like I, I go back and forth, like on how to basically compartmentalize that within myself. Yeah. And you can't, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, it's like you would, you, you would think that the lesser or the, the greater would prevail, but how do you know, you know? Um, yeah. and that's where, you know, you go back to the UFO thing. I mean, like if there are different, different sects of, uh, warring factions between interdimensionals, extraterrestrials, ultra terrestrials, whatever, and they hate each other and they're just using humans as pawns to battle their stuff yeah. out. I mean, how do we know we're just, I mean, how do we know that we're not just big pawns in their big game that they're playing this, this billion year game that we're just ants to them. And then we're just playing it out for them. You know, I'd like to think um, that at some point we've figured it out and we're going, yeah, you know what? We're not going to deal with your shit anymore. Um, you know, invite us yeah. to the party or fuck off. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I mean, like I, we don't have to put this part in and I don't know how you feel about this, but like, if you, if you watch like COVID stuff, I mean, there's so, we are such sheep. We are yeah. controlled yeah. to a level that it's, I mean, I'm in Texas. There's no more, um, mask mandate, mask mandates yeah. and, or like, um, occupancy things. Mm -hmm. I just got back from West Texas to do like a ge geology dig. I was doing like, I was digging for geodes mm -hmm. there there was 20 of us we're in the field in the national park like hundreds of feet away from us like outside looking for rocks and six out of the 20 are are looking for rocks outdoors in the fucking heat of the day like 90 degrees with their mask on it's almost like the whole slavery thing about how you know like they talk about how at one point they would put collars on slaves and then whenever they would take them off like they would feel naked it's mm -hmm. it's like a programming like it's we really are to a large extent extent like cattle or sheep. sheep we are just such followers without any you know questions asked mm -hmm. it's and it's just amazing to me it makes me kind of like sad for humans in general because have you ever read that alien art what is it um interview with an alien um is it is it based on um based on the like the theory is that i mean it's probably i would say like 95 percent bullshit mm -hmm. but it's based on um the the claim is that um 
uh, what do we call it? Some people say it's got a lot of Ron Hubbard stuff in it, so it's kind of like Scientology. Oh, Scientology! But oh shit! But that, yeah, so but that's but it, they're different. But I mean, a lot of people say there's some uh, similarities, which is mm. one of the things they got. But it apparently is about the the crash of Roswell, and it was mm. like the alien that they talked to, and um, she or she or he or whatever is like this little android that um telepathically talk to this nurse and it's it's the notes uh that the nurse oh right i did read that. yeah i have read that and i can't remember what it's called but yeah anyway the basic concept that i kind of sometimes stick stuck with me the thing that i didn't think was complete bullshit that kind of stuck with me was that this is like a prisoner planet for souls or something like we're Mm -hmm. stuck here and i don't know if i believe that exactly but i do kind of wonder if um like the fact that we forget everything like this is just a you know um like this is some sort of i don't i don't and i feel this within myself that i don't think it's always normal to forget everything i don't know that that's the sit that's i don't feel like that feels like that's existence everywhere for always no i and i've gone with this too and and i've thought this and i've said this um i think the last time i talked to patricia believe it or not our second interview but like i didn't want to have kids and I, you know, my daughter's three now, <laughs> right? And um, I had this feeling that it was like, there's something tying me to the planet. And I think it's DNA. I think that like my, whatever ancestor that was here from the beginning of time, I, I have that person inside of me. And it's true, it's DNA, right? Mm-hmm. That's existent on the planet. That I feel like if I procreated, then my DNA stays here again. It's so part of me stays on this planet. But in my mind, before, before, uh, when I didn't want to have kids, I was like, if I don't procreate, I get to go back. Fuck this. I don't have to stay here anymore. That's weird. I have that same sort of internal dialogue with myself. I'm 38 and I'm single and I don't have kids. And like part of me- I was 40 when I had, when I had my, or, you know, close to, I was, I was 39. Yeah. 39 when I had Stella. And I was like, fuck, I'm too old. This isn't going to (laughs) work. But it happened. (laughs) Yeah. Part of me thinks like, I still haven't completely made my mind up one way or the other about it. Cause like, part of me is like, kind of like, maybe I should have ones just as a human rite of passage. But then another part of myself kind of goes like, then you have to stay like you're it's, it's like, it's like karma. You're creating karma. Wow. That's crazy that you said that too. You know, and Patricia told me, you know, we were talking about this, she was like, you know, because she's like, a lot of people think that they, but they stay too, because you, you're invested in that. Like, so you want to see your kids or your grandkids and you want to be, make sure that they're okay. And you're invested in this thing that we call life, right? This, this, whatever this is. And we, you know, we have such a tie to it that we want to stay. Maybe it's not the genetic thing, but maybe it's just like, oh, we care enough. Like, oh, we don't want to go, you know? Um, but you know that 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 was really one of my big deals. I was like, man, uh, fuck, I want to go back. Like, but the other part of this is too, and, and I've talked about this is like, I think that's maybe the greatest treasure that we have is that we forget. I think it's kind of like an amusement park where we're just like, we go back up and we're like, fuck yeah, that was rad. Let's go back because whatever we're dealing with at the at the time, you know, if you think about it in just the generalist of terms, it's like we're hanging out. You know, we go back up there like, wow. Oh, look at all that cool shit. Like you can't experience the things that we're doing, like the conversations we're having, like the booze I'm drinking, like, you know, like the things that we're doing, like that doesn't exist where, wherever that is. So we're like, cool. And the greatest gift is that we forget so that we experience the whole thing again. Yeah. Like it was just, we're just babies, you know, to the, 
to whatever we do and then we get back and then maybe we do have a choice but maybe the dna did, maybe does hide us you know? back at some point i don't know but for for me i also i feel like um you know it's that whole concept of um like if you're at the DMV and you're waiting for like two hours to get your driver's license and you're like, oh my God, this is the worst <laughs> thing ever. Like, come on, let's move. But at the same time, do I have real memory of waiting at the DMV? Not really. Like that's not something that's prominent in my memory complex. It's like, eh, whatever. But yet I would have had the the good, I kind of feel like um, like the more memorable like events or things that you've done, you can kind of have more play-by-plays, like the more important moments versus like the, you know, waiting in, in traffic or something. So it is weird how we compartmentalize memory and, and, the, and pain like doesn't last, the memory of pain isn't as prominent as the memory of joy. Like when you yeah. really start looking at your, your thing. But I also always take comfort in not, you know, I, I see memory as like this, like sliding scale to where it's like, yeah, I don't remember what happened, what, what it was before I was born, but I also don't remember my first three years of life. And then I don't, I barely remember it. It, it feels like the older you get, the less you remember before then. So like, I feel like you, you have this, you know, your desktop can only fit so much files before <laughs> right. it has to go into your hard drive. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, as you move along with time, you're more, you're more connected to what has most closely happened to you as you go through and that in a way is brings some comfort to me because I think like okay well maybe that's just how it works like universally like you're mm-hmm. always you're in the present and you're in the now and you're whatever is closest to the now is what is in in the on the desktop but maybe you know once we started this new program which is this incarnation everything else is in the hard drive but we can we can access that at some point and figure out how to access that yeah that's totally it i think there's ways to do it i think that's what the collective unconscious or collective consciousness is i think it's always there i think it's it's there for us to pop into or you know pick up from and i was having this conversation today with my wife we were walking and it was edison and tesla and a bunch of other people had this thing where have you heard about this where they they held a steel a steel ball a big a big steel ball in their hand and below them like they would take naps all the time during the day and below them they would be working on a problem they couldn't solve they're like oh, i can't figure this out right whatever there is and they, they'd be thinking about it, thinking about it, you know they'd want to find, find the answer to this so they would take a nap but they would hold this this heavy steel ball in their hand and they would have like a a steel bowl underneath them and they would drift off and they'd fall asleep. And it, it just as they fall asleep, your hand relaxes and opens up and this ball falls out and it falls into this bowl and it goes, bam, and it, you know, wakes them up, right? But in that amount of time between that happening, they access that Akashic record, the, the, the whatever it is, right? And then the answer comes to them. And like the majority of their inventions, the majority of their answers, like all of these things have come to them oh, in these that's states. Because I remember Tesla, it only slept like, 20 minute intervals or did some weird stuff like that. So, okay. Yeah. So Edison, there's a, there's a statue of Edison old balls in his hand somewhere. I can't remember where, but like, it's a, it's a thing. And Brian Romley is a guy on Twitter too, that um, he's awesome. And, and he's got a thing where he talks all about it. And that's a, there's, I think, I don't know if it's MIT or Stanford, they've created a glove where it's like a glove that you can put on. It has electrodes on it. And, and it does the same thing without holding a ball. Like it knows when you get to that, that that state where you your hand relaxes and it like kind of wakes you back up and 
it's fucking nuts. But a lot of people are like are using that because it's proven that 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 works. Yeah. Whatever that yeah, it comes to you and you can you know connect to it and. You know, there's, there's all these little things that we well, just don't I, know about. I'm a, I'm a natural lucid dreamer and I always have been. And I think the main reason, like I've told some of my friends is like, well, I drink a shit ton of water before I go to bed and it's a bad habit, but I have to pee at least like two or three times in the middle of the night. So, you're, so, you're, so I, you're I wake up, my yeah. body up and I have to go pee. And I think it's like, maybe I always like wake myself up during REM or I don't really know, but it makes it to where okay, maybe I'm not a lucid dreamer every night, but at least four nights out of seven, I, I lucid dream and have since I was a, a baby. I don't remember not wow. being like that. And so, um, and what the only reason I could figure out later is that I have that, like, like I have a fear of being thirsty in the middle of the night. Like, I have a fear of <laughs> of like um dry mouth or something so i'm like i like drink like a ton of water before i go to bed every night and if i don't do it i i don't feel right like i feel like oh my throat like i'm like can't sleep then right yeah Yeah. i have to drink all like a ton of water so anyway i think that must i'm just i break up my sleep cycle so that's it what are you holding you holding two balls right now? oh yeah uh this one's from (laughs) bosnia like the bosnia period pyramids like this is a a friend brought this back for me. This is like one of those balls, the spheres they have there. And then this is a lapis one. And I always hold this one because I'm like, that's supposed to be for your throat chakra. So uh-huh. I always have these by my, um, um, like my computer whenever I'm doing podcasts because it's, you know, lapis is supposed to be for communication. I don't know. Uh, but, but that one's actually like a ball that they found at a site. Yeah, or? that's, it's apparently a ball that was found on the, in the pyramidal. Apparently there's a lot of these that are, it's just it's a it's a perfect stone sphere wow um i don't know and like my friend was like i don't want to give this to you but i keep on getting told i need to give this to you (laughs) (laughs) she's like it's like this is cool i went there and it really and i wanted to go there i was actually supposed to go um to do the bosnia pyramid thing um in 2020 and of course yeah 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 I don't know. I think there's so much shit in your backyard that you would be amazed at too. Yeah. And that's something I'm starting to get, you know, more into like, there's, like I said, the rock wall thing is in Texas. And, um, I next, next month I'm, I joined this gym and mineral club thing. And, um, just within the last six weeks, there's been another big, uh, bed of dinosaur feet feet found in Glen Rose that are like on the same, like they're, wow. they're crossing over each other and like that has been found in Glen Rose before but just this 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 paleo group that I belong to they're like this is like historic like you guys got to come down and check it wow. out photograph it because it's it'll hit the news sometime this summer and it's going to be crazy wow that's yeah. a giant thing always gets me too there's so many giants that are the bones that are just chucked into yeah the ocean or burned or whatever it's like man they're still there yeah the giants have been on a huge rabbit hole with that and i mean there's too much proof to say that it's just bullshit yeah and it's also weird that um when they find skeletons like the smithsonian takes them and it's like deuces yep see what are you talking about we didn't pick that shit up (laughs) what what giant skeletons yeah no i don't know what and that that makes me kind of go well why why is it in okay do you actually think disclosure is going to come no i don't either 
No, it's not. There's, I mean, and even if it did, like you, like you and I were talking about, seventy-five percent of people are like, yeah, it's not real. I've had this conversation like every single video I think I've ever done is that I got a buddy of mine, I love him to death, he's awesome, but he's one of the dudes where, like, if a thing, if a like a, a disc landed in his fucking backyard and the thing got out and was seven feet tall and came and walked up to him and was like, Mike, we're from wherever, whatever, whatever, whatever. Hey, Mike, look, cool. Nice to meet you. And the thing got up and flew away. He would be like, nah, dude, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he would just like, literally, if he saw the whole thing go down, he'd be like, nah, that wasn't real. Like, it's it just, you know, like there's so many people that are like that. Like, no, 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 that, that didn't happen. You know, it's programming or the sheep thing or whatever, you know, we we're talking about before where people just believe whatever they want to believe. And I mean, I think there's so much of that. I think that they're, they're really afraid of giving us all the information is because of the religious aspect of it. There's so many people that would still flip out and decide that their religion didn't matter anymore and shoot themselves and all kinds of stuff. I really do. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's kind of maybe more cynical than that, meaning like maybe I, I think it's hidden because it's i think a lot of it's hidden because it's um like et's whatever they are whether they're interdimensional time travelers outer space beings whatever they are they i think are already infiltrated I mean, oh, obviously yeah. you see them all over the place they're here already yeah. so i i feel like it's it's whatever warring facture or or elements of them i feel like they're disclo they're they're disclosed intentionally on purpose Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, it would not behoove them to come out and tell everybody they're there right. for whatever they're doing, right? Totally. And then, yeah, I think there's a lot of us that probably they probably got our, their thumb on a lot of the, the shit that's going on too. I mean, because think about it, it's like, why isn't there any good, clear pictures of UFOs? It's like, because they don't fucking want you to. <laughs> you yeah. know? And they can make that happen if they can if they can show up as an elf or a or a fairy or a, or a seven foot tall gray. Um, they're not going to let you take a damn picture no. for God's sake. So like, that's going to happen. Like there are no fucking no, way. And it's like, when I, like for instance, the unicorn story, when I tell everybody yeah. you take a picture of that, it's like, no, I didn't have my phone on me because there's no cell phone service anyway. It was dark. And I was like getting some quinoa. It was like, I, I mean, yeah, we live in the 21st century. You have your phone all the time, but not when you're in the middle of but nowhere. Even if you took a picture of everybody, be like, yeah, you stuck a horn on a fucking, I, uh, I still uh, have, yeah. like, I have like one friend who was like, hun. I, she's from Scotland. She's like, I believe you, but I think that what you're dealing there's there's genetic anomalies. Like I'm sure <laughs> that 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 horse just like had some sort of genetic thing. You know, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a mutation, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a genetic mutation. And I'm like, no, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good theory. Everybody has to come up with the plot. I mean, like when uh, my wife, when my wife saw the, you know, my wife was with me both times when we saw the orange orbs and we saw the white orbs with my daughter. You know, this past summer and everything that you could think of it's it's fucking um drones. chinese lanterns drones like it's whatever you know it's everything your brain your brain can possibly go it's not what i think i know what it is it's something completely you know plausible that i can come up with it's this 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 and it's mm -hmm. just like nah and i don't think you get like i said we were saying before i don't think you really until you have that experience that you can kind of go yeah okay so unless there's a mass sighting like you know something about the phoenix light this times a billion around the planet it's not going to wake people up i mean i mean you know there are those schools that have seen him or there's yeah era, right fatima or there's like there's all kinds of mass sightings that have happened throughout time and it's just i think it's like a personal revelation or not 
Yeah, it's totally it with that. You know, and the, and the Bledsoe story is amazing too. I don't know if you know, you know, Chris Bledsoe story. I mean, that's just unfolding. You know, Easter's coming up. I think there's <laughs> every time Easter happens, the lady comes and tells Chris Bledsoe some more stuff. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot to that. You know, I think there's a lot to um, to unfold there with his story. I mean, I completely believe it 100%. Yeah, um, I would love to go out there and check it out if I ever could. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot going on there that there's more to unpack than we can even possibly imagine. But I think that's happening all over. And he said it too. There's happening, you know, other places and other people and other families, you know. Yeah, so, I, and I've listened to Chris Bledsoe talk and stuff. And for me, I, I mean, like I've I've had so many paranormal experiences throughout my life. Like, I don't know why it's just not that impressive. It's not that I don't believe him. I believe all that. But I'm just saying, like, I, I don't feel, I, I have so many people I've talked to that tell me things that they don't want me putting on here that mm -hmm. um you know i guess because now i'm kind of like the weird girl who's like into aliens and stuff like that so people tell like it's it's like on the down low a lot of people like <laughs> come to talk to me about stuff and um i yeah people are getting contacted yeah like, that's just how it is like that's, yeah. just, that's just what's happening and, and um and i don't know if it's just for them or if it's for like i don't know but they're the the concept of even though they did fly over the white house, but the concept of them landing on the white house lawn and like talking to, you know, greet that's that independence day thing. That's never happening. That's mm -hmm. not, um, we can't look for our government mm -hmm. to save us from no. our government. Like that's not gonna be what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It, it's just going to be the individual thing or, or, you know, maybe we do like whatever the vision you had was, maybe we do have, people that rise above the vibrational state of others and that can uplift people and, and bring them along. And that's one of the big Masonic things is like, Hey, look, you're doing this to make yourself better. And you're also, um, tasked with making your society better, making your world better, making everything around you better. Like that's your charge, right? You got to make yourself better. Okay. And everything else around you has got to come up too. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it, you know, like we're talking about the Shriners and, you know, the thing, just the thing for the kids, but I mean, there's so many different other programs, but, but yeah, but yeah, you're but, tasked you know, with I individually. Feel like Freemasons also, I mean, they get associated with Illuminati, uh, mm -hmm. which is an offshoot of them and they get a lot of, I mean, for me, I've even had a little bit of impression like, oh, oh Freemason, like, okay, it's like, so how did you how do you deal with that? Cause do you have to like correct people sometimes that, cause there's a lot of yeah. associations with, with masonry. Yeah, there is. And I think it's a lot of it just because when you put any type of secrecy, uh, secrecy around anything, everybody's like, Oh, you know, it's bad, you know, and, and Illuminati, I mean, that's just like a, a catch all world word that they threw in. Um, if you check out some of the stuff we did with John Warner, the fourth, um, I also need some of those links, but yeah, he kind of brought that out too. It's just like, it's just, they, they made that, you know, that was a thing Bavaria, like, I don't know what years, but it, it wasn't a, we think about now as like the globalist elites, you know, the 13 ruling families and all that stuff that they, they, that's, they don't call each other Illuminati. They don't, they don't believe in that. And everybody kind of thinks that's like a term, you know? Um, I think whenever you have a, a, a group of people that have secrets, you're going to think that yeah totally and i am completely honest with what i mean i got into freemasonry i was like i'm gonna get in here and i'm gonna tell everybody all this shit i'm gonna go in there and just like bust it all out i'm gonna be like hey this is what's going on and they're you know sacrificing goats and all this stuff is going on and i got into it and it was the best experience of my life 
I got into it and I was like, I have always been a Mason and I'm thank God I'm back. You know, um, that's how I felt. It was like, this is great. You know, it was such an enlightening thing and it made me a better man, um, a better human. So to me, you know, when you, when you get into those things, it's just ignorance. It's just stigma. It's just, you know, media, whatever, you know, programming you come up with, um, you know, there, none of that shit's happening. I, I can tell you, I mean, you know, all the things that everybody says, <laughs> you know, all right. the, it's oh, not you're like trying eyes, to take over the world wide shut kind of thing or never like... nowhere, even close, not even a quarter of a percent. Right. There's, there's not anything there. Like the rituals we go through. Yes. They're secret. The things that we do. Yes. But you know, like, um, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's basically trying to make ourselves better and make the community better and make the world better. And I think that's really what we've been doing since like we call it time of memoriam since before recorded history, like before the Bible, Masons have been there. Right. And I think we've been there to build, you know, we're builders, right. I don't know if that's the builder race. That's kind of crazy. I just thought about that when you're talking about, but you know, we've been better to, you know, help, um, Masons for the, um, you know, historically you had to have a pass to get to a different country. Like you can just, I couldn't just walk from here to France if I wanted to. Somebody had to say, no, you, you have to come here. You know, you're allowed to come here, whatever. Masons were the first um, society community to be able to travel freely all over the world because we, we'd show up and we'd build cathedrals. We'd build, you know, the, the structures of renown. Yes, exactly. So we, we started as a stonemasons. Then we held the secrets of how we built those things, secrets within our society because if I just told everybody, then there'd be 500 people out there building cathedrals right so we kept that in and we also you know had the esoteric side of it as well right so there was both of those things so you're free to move about the world at will you were needed because of the secrets you held for the building and inside of that was all the other things that came along with it so it's really cool to look at that how, how that evolved from history you know to see where we're at today um you know and to be honest there's not a lot of us anymore i mean masonry is really dying um there's a lot of people that you know is, do you think that's just because just kind of how religion's dying or do you think, or, I mean, or is it, it like you can't find people to recruit or people don't stay or what? Well, I mean, there's no recruiting. I mean, that's the thing. Um, everybody thinks, you know, recruiting, you know, if, if you want to be a Freemason, you have to ask a Freemason. That's how it is. If, if somebody wants to be a Freemason, they have to ask one. If to be one, ask one is one of the, the catch, you know, catchphrases or whatever. But honestly, I mean, that's what it is is i mean we can't go out like hey you think you know we think you should be a good freemason because that's just not how it works you know we're not the jehovah's witness <laughs> you know we're not like beating on the doors going you need to be a freemason no it's like you know um you know you can come to us and then there's a vetting process and all that stuff and you know we let people in but it's just like before in, in previous generations it was more uh, patriarchal i guess would say it was like my great-grandfather was a mason his father was a mason you know now i'm gonna be right. yeah. and there was a, a certain part of time you know that i would say there was like fuck that i'm not gonna do what my dad did you know i don't want to be a part of that shit just to not do it because to be whatever you know but i think there's a little bit of a renaissance coming on um, to people like coming back to it or whatever. I'm like, nobody in my family was a Mason that I'm aware of at all on either side forever. So it's interesting that I became one, but you know, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of people that are just kind of going, you know, like you and I, they're just kind of waking up to things going, well, what else is out there? What else can I do? What else can I, where's my part in all of this? And I think that Masonry does kind of fill that in a lot of people, but, um, no, I think there's, there's needs to be more of us to be honest, but we're not out there like running the world or you know starting the new world order controlling that shit i guarantee you that's not happening no but i mean like i do i have this like just this notion that like magic was here 
left and I feel like it's coming back like and 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 magic I mean whether that's telepathy or like I don't know what in what form but um I uh, yeah there there's more to we are being repressed in a big way and I feel mm-hmm. like a lot a lot of us are kind of like going nope nope something more something's something else is going on and mm-hmm. i don't know i feel that really viscerally so like i guys i think that's cool and like that's good that you're you're um you're uh, being a really good spokesman for the masons the other good spokesman for the masons is randall carlson have you ever looked into him uh i've heard i've heard the name a couple of times he's, i think he's a big um younger dryas guy he's he's a geologist who's um good friends with um uh, Graham Hancock, and he's been on a bunch of Joe uh-huh. Rogan programs. He has his own podcast too, but he's, you know, he gets down and really interested in, he shows like all the where potential solar flashes or meteorites mm-hmm. would have crashed and what it did to the soil. And like, he's, he's really, really hands-on about there was a pre-existing ancient civilization that was big and then it got destroyed and this is the physical evidence that we can show and so yeah and he's a mason and he and he talks he talks really good about it as well so yeah and scott walter i don't know if you're scott walter is a mason too from america on the earth and you know he's a big geologist yeah and he's a he's a knight stumbler he's a mason as well and um yeah actually you know scott was contacted by somebody in the government recently and who's, who is Mason, believe it or not, in a higher level of government, and um, said that uh, is actually tap Scott to help with disclosure, believe it or not. Wow. Um, there's a couple inter- yeah, there's a couple interviews that I've listened to um, where Scott talks about that, and um, this guy who's called Holden, and that's his you know his made up name or whatever, right? But supposedly he's a Mason, supposedly you know vetted himself with Scott and. Uh, He's asked Scott to help with these the, the, the disclosure. And, you know, like Scott has said in a couple of interviews, like, you know, five years ago, he asked me about aliens and all that shit. And I'd tell you, like, I don't think about it at all. I don't even care about it. But because of his background and all this stuff, I mean, so I think he's going down that rabbit hole right now, too. So I think there's a thing with Masons, too. Like, we obviously have to keep secrets with each other. We keep secrets of our fraternity, but we also are, keep, keep oaths to each other to keep secrets, you know, to... Um, mm-hmm you know to share things that we wouldn't you know under penalty of some heinous death that we wouldn't reveal right so i think there's that kind of thing that that i mean because in a lot of ways i feel like your knowledge back in like salem trial witch trials would have made you a a witch you know and in some way if you're if you're talking about astrology and hermetica and you know this kind of stuff there was a period in time where that would have got you burned so well, I mean, see that that's that, I'm going to bring this up. There's a there's a couple of different countries still on the on Earth right now that if you if I was wearing this ring, they would pull me into somewhere and they potentially put me in jail and kill me hmm. for being a Mason. That's still a thing uh, at different parts of the on the planet right now that you would be same deal as the same witch trial. You can't tell you can't even tell your own family that you're Freemason because you would you would be put in prison or, or killed. In a couple of different countries. So is it controversial? So that still happens. That you are public with your Freemasonry? Is that controversial at all? Nobody's told me to shut up yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody's told me, John, of. turn it down or anything. You know, um, the Rosicrucian thing, I mean, yeah, not that I know of. I mean, they haven't kicked me out. But no, I mean, the Rosicrucian thing is very... Um, 
you know, very small and it's very, you know, it's different, right? It, it's, it, it, it's, uh, not the, you know, that's out there all the time. And, and, you know, I haven't been told to shut up. I mean, obviously I will if I, if I need to, but right. I haven't shared any secrets. I haven't said anything that, you know, I wasn't supposed to. So, um, no, I, um, I, I think that, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to do what I think is best for humanity in my mind. And maybe, and if that's not, um, okay. But you know, that I also give the, I've given the latitude to be able to do what I want. Like I said, I'm not out as a spokesperson for Freemasonry. I'm not out as a spokesperson for any of the dependent bodies that I'm talking about. I'm out as just me, the things that I've happened to learn and the experiences that I've gained and the knowledge that I've, um, you know, gained from being a, a member is amazing. And the, the research on top of that, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like when you, it's just, you're walking through a different country and say you didn't know German and, but then all of a sudden you learn German and you saw a sign on the wall and you're like, ah, oh, I can read that. I understand what that means now. And like, I can physically see that and it, and it does something to me and I know what it means for, for Freemasonry. For me, once I went through all these things, I, I said, wow, there's shit everywhere. And I, and now I know what it means. Okay. <laughs> if that cool. makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, it's like learning a hidden language in a way. Yeah. In a way it, through symbology, right? So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, Symboly, uh, symbology uh, veiled in allegory, right? Or allegory veiled in symbology. I think I can't remember which way it goes, but something like that. So, you know, symbols were the first um, right. thing on the planet to be able to, you know, you recognize an emotion. You could look at a thing. Yeah, the first language, it was before written language, you know. Uh, Manly P. Hall does a really good uh, lecture on it, who's a Freemason, you know. But basically, you know, it was just symbols that were representative of physical things. It was a tree and you knew what that meant on a um, spiritual, yeah. physical, cultural level, right? So then somehow you represented it and then it turned into after, I don't know, whatever iterations of it, now it's a T, you know? And then it became written language and a lot of the meaning and, and depth of all that shit was lost when we became, when we started speaking and speaking a language and written language when you can still look at a symbol at some point, I don't know if the square and compass, I mean, maybe that, you know, but, or the eye, the all seeing eye or something, but you can see different symbols throughout history and somehow subconsciously it resonates with you and go, you can kind of go, eh, I know what that means. Like you were talking about the bricks that you saw that like butter melting. You're like, I know that's not normal. Yeah. And it did something to you. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It has been fun.